An entitled Karen tries to ruin my professional career and my life after her son fails to complete his portion of our group project in college. So as a result, I decided to get some revenge. And as a result, I end up ruining this lady's life by getting her fired from her job and tarnishing her reputation forever. And I've never felt better about getting revenge in my life. Here's what happened. So for a bit of backstory, when I was in college, my pathophysiology class had a final project worth 50 percent of the total grades we could earn and groups were picked at the beginning of the semester. This was a massive project that you were expected to start working on at the beginning of the semester and if you thought you could do it all last minute, you were probably in for a bad time. It was myself, two other girls who I knew worked hard and then this one guy that the one girl was crushing on. She just had to have him in our group because he was cute or something like that. I have no idea. I call him idiot every time I tell the story though because he truly wasn't idiot. The girls were fantastic and everyone pulled their own weight during this project, with the exception to the idiot. The idiot never once did any of the group project work. He ignored all messages through texting or Facebook, but would answer the one girl if she was flirting with him. He would only show up to class maybe twice a month if that. He would constantly post photos of himself on vacations in Mexico or in the Bahamas. I'm pretty sure he spent more time out of the country than actually in it. One week before the project is due, he messages the entire group asking what pages in the textbook he needs to look through to do his part of the project. We tell him what he needs to do and where to find the information. We laid everything out for him. I mean, if we did anything more, we would have been better off doing his part of the project ourselves. The idiot thanks us and then disappears. We all assumed he was doing the work he needed to do and we were prepared to take the hit on our marks because he didn't have anything done until now. So the quality of his work was probably terrible at best. The project due date rolls around and he's nowhere to be found and is ignoring all of our desperate messages. Myself and the two girls go to the professor and tell her everything that happened, along with literally months worth of conversations where we constantly tried to get this idiot to come to labs with us or go to the library where we offered to help him do his part. The professor was not amused, immediately fired off an email to the idiot while also forwarding that email to the head of the program as well, basically saying that idiot needs to either do his part and show up to class this week with it or he will receive a zero and the rest of us will not be affected. Now I'm sure you can guess exactly what is about to happen. The idiot was a no answer and no show with no excuses or anything. The professor gave him a big fat zero. It turns out that he needed to do this project and do well on it to pass. He failed every test and with this failure he was denied from passing that semester. I'm fairly certain he had to retake that course during the summer, which means he, or more likely his mom, had to shell out another $1,300 just for that class. A couple of months later, in the college bookstore, Idiot and his mother, who I will call the Screamer, run into myself and the other girl who didn't like him. And Screamer absolutely loses it on the girl and I, screaming at all of us, saying we were constantly harassing her son, and she was going to make it impossible for myself or the girl to find work. The Idiot's mom worked in the same field that our degrees were for, and she sat in the board of directors for the Public Health Alliance for the area. So she was a public figure and a supposedly well-behaved and educated one as well. She was escorted out by security shortly afterwards, but that wasn't all she had planned. This idiot's mom ended up dragging myself and the girl through every single college meeting they could schedule regarding our non-existent negative behavior towards her son, where he claimed he was constantly harassed, and yet they didn't have any proof. It was literal months of this poor girl 
and I, having to change our schedules for school classes and studying just so we didn't have any classes or run-ins with this idiot, as that's what the college demanded we do. It made our last year, our two semesters, a living nightmare because we couldn't be anywhere near this idiot, otherwise we would face interdisciplinary hearings or worse. So now, with all that in mind, it was now time for revenge. The security company that handled the contract for the college was also the same company that handled the contract where I used to work. I was extremely close friends with the night shift supervisor. We would go out and have drinks. We would play Halo all night with him and his girlfriend. We were very close. So one night after I finished work, I asked him for a huge favor on the promise that I wouldn't tell a soul he helped me and telling him that he would have another great video to share with his friends. I asked him to email me a video to my personal email account. You see, after I told him what happened and on what day and what time it happened between me and the screamer and this idiot, he drove me to the campus. Just after the main building had closed, him and I walked over to the security office where they had all of the recordings that run back to the day the security system was installed. He then brought the video up of the idiot's mom in the college bookstore with the audio and all of her screaming at myself and my friend. He recognized this screaming moron and it turns out she's done this before at a different site that he patrols and that he was told he had to keep it quiet by his supervisors. I told him he could be as quiet as he wanted but I was going to get my revenge on her specifically. A quick email later and I was in possession of this scathing video. I then found out who the rest of the board members were over the course of a few days and they were all sent an email with a video of this lady going absolutely crazy in the college bookstore, screaming at an obviously confused guy and a freaked out girl. The audio perfectly captured the moment where she threatened to make it impossible for me or the girl to find any work anywhere within that district, followed by her argument with security as she was escorted out of the building. I never received any replies from the board members, so I just wanted to see what would happen. The screamer was eventually voted out from her position after the video was shown during one of the meetings that she was attending. She lost her very comfortable government job and was last seen working in an old folks home according to a mutual friend. I'm not sure what happened to the idiot, but I did hear from the same mutual friend that he never did graduate and now works in a call center. The girl and I ended up finding full-time work immediately after graduating, and we thankfully never had any issues there. And the security guard ended up getting hired by a really good company, so I guess good things really do happen to good people. That is actually insane. Here you are just trying to figure out your final project. You're just trying to graduate this class and graduate on time. And then this idiot not only doesn't do his work, but then this idiot sends his mother after you and promises some kind of retaliation towards your professional career. And that is honestly atrocious. I literally can't imagine how stressful that might be just because her stupid son is a complete idiot. And you know what? In retrospect, the name idiot was very fitting of this stupid guy in the story because he clearly didn't do anything right. He didn't even show up to classes, maybe what, twice a month? Like seriously, how could this guy possibly think he was going to graduate on time? And the retaliation from the original poster was beautiful. They swept in and did exactly what they needed to do to make sure this lady was put in her place. This entitled Karen was way out of line. She had no right to threaten anybody's jobs and livelihood in that way, especially to college students who are on the verge of moving on with their lives and having some semblance of a career. So honestly, I'm just so glad that things worked out for the original poster and everybody involved because they did not deserve this level of scrutiny and the things they went through were completely inappropriate. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out. Link down. 
down below in the description. Also, go to amithejerk.com submit if you would like to submit your own stories. My boss's girlfriend thinks she knows my job better than I do, so I decide to maliciously comply, resulting in the customers becoming incredibly unhappy. And I've never been more satisfied to see that happen with me on the verge of leaving this job and moving on to better things. Here's what happened. So to start things out, let me set the scene for you. I've been an apprentice at a small bookstore for the past two years now, and I've only recently passed my exam to make me a certified bookseller. Before that, due to a very toxic work environment before COVID times, the only other full-time working employee whom I looked up to as kind of a mentor quit barely four months after I started my apprenticeship, and I've had to bend over backwards since then, trying to fill the holes that were created when she left. These past two years have been interesting, to say the least. Now, starting with the store itself, it's really cute. The only problem is that it's drowning in old books people drop off all the time, and it's just simply too much stuff cramped into a tiny space altogether, resulting in a chaos that makes it very hard to keep everything in check and not lose track of anything. So I've learned to adapt and combat this chaos by keeping lists of basically everything, double-checking to make sure everything's in order, etc. This will be important later. Now, as for my colleagues, I am on pretty good terms with most of them. That is, except for one person specifically, and that person is my boss's girlfriend. In the beginning, I didn't get why my colleagues didn't like her very much. Now, two years later, she is the main reason I will be leaving this job at the end of September, because frankly, I am fed up. If I put everything that happened in these two years into this post, it would be very long, so I will just cut to the chase. Due to the aforementioned chaos that plagues this store, I double-check everything to avoid any mistakes. This includes also customer orders. Basically, we get the books, I find out who the book is for, and I call the customer to tell them their book is ready to be picked up by them. Sometimes people order more than one book, which is where things can get tricky, because not every order arrives at the same time due to an array of factors. Adding to this, we also order used books, which has nothing to do with our computer system, which makes it extra prone to forgetting about something. Because this happens a lot with orders that include more than one book, I just like to take a quick glance at the computer system to make sure nothing is missing from the order before I call. Because in the past two years, I've had the experience that people tend to get annoyed after a while if you keep calling them about incomplete orders. So, say you've ordered five books and only four arrive, with the next one probably arriving the day after. We'll wait until everything is complete and then we'll call. Obviously, there's exceptions, but you catch my drift. Then, a few weeks back, the girlfriend noticed I was doing this and started to exclaim her dissatisfaction with the way I was handling the customer orders. She thinks doing this quick extra step cost me valuable time that could be spent elsewhere. I would also like to add at this point that she spends a lot of time in the afternoons in the store online shopping as well as being on phone calls with her daughter. She says the way I'm doing things is completely unnecessary. Now, I thought this was a pretty stupid opinion since she rarely does the customer calls in the first place. I tried to tell her why I personally think this step takes away the risk of confusion as well as customers getting annoyed. She then proceeded to tell me, well, it doesn't matter what you think, this is our store. And this made me angrier than I could possibly describe because if I weren't there, the store wouldn't be running in the first place. I mean, after all, they have managed to get almost every other employee to quit with the work environment they created the past two years. And I'm the only one who's in the store every day from nine to six. She also made a point to tell me how she thinks it's rude that I always talk back and always just have to have the last word. Now, I took this personally. I genuinely 
genuinely just want to bring good ideas in and make the workflow as smooth as possible. And if someone comes along with a point like this, I feel like I have to make them see my point of view in some kind of way. Anyway, since I won't be in the store much longer, I simply don't care anymore. So I've decided to do exactly as she told me. So as an example, let's say you've ordered five books from us. Two of them arrive on the first day and then suddenly you get a call from us. You ask us, really? All five books are there already? But I'm going to say, oh no, sorry, only two arrived today. Then the next day, another two arrive. You receive yet another call from us. I mean, surely we're calling because everything's ready to go, right? Well, wrong. It's not ready. You see how this would get annoying after a while? So yeah, I just stopped double checking and everything just kind of went downhill from there. At risk of my seeming unprofessional, but to my great satisfaction, customers are getting more and more irritated with each call where I don't seem to know where their entire order is. Or I'm calling about an incomplete order. It would have gotten to this point sooner or later anyways, since I will be gone at the end of September. But honestly, in the end, it just gives me a little bit of personal satisfaction after two years of dealing with this insanity. Yeah, that's a classic case of someone coming in and pretending like they know what they're doing, but in reality, they're just a leech and they have no clue what's going on. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at The original poster clearly came up with a good strategy. They knew how to keep this place going and keep everything on point. They knew what they were doing and they just needed to do their job. But of course, the girlfriend of the boss just has to come in and try and throw some kind of wrench in the wheel. I mean, honestly, thank goodness you've got your certificate. So now you can sell your own books and do it your own way. Because I guarantee you, you're going to do it way better than these people. Because these people have maybe a few months tops without your help. And honestly, they deserve all of that, especially with the way they been treating you. An entitled Karen pretends to have an appointment for their kid just so they can then spread their religious and political garbage to a doctor that is already busy enough. And I've never felt more foolish to give out an appointment so easily in my life. Here's what happened. So this happened in early fall of 2022, a couple months before the midterm elections, but it didn't occur to me until now that I should probably post this for the world to see. I'm a nurse who works with Dr. Sam. Dr. Sam is not his real name. Now, Dr. Sam is an amazing guy, very friendly, and has kind of a wicked sense of humor. He's also very intelligent and knows how to explain all the technical medical stuff in an easy-to-understand way. This is important because in his specialty, a lot of new patients come in to see him already thinking they're on death's door, and that usually isn't the case. Now, the problem with Dr. Sam is that I don't work at his main office, just at a satellite office. His main office is more than 500 miles away. This means that Dr. Sam comes to the satellite office only on certain days of the month, which in turn means that his schedule is always very full and appointments are tough to get. Still, we do our best to accommodate patients, especially since a lot of them have to drive a good 50 miles just to get to the satellite clinic. One such patient by the name of Pat, Pat is not their real name, has developmental delays and as an adult is under the guardianship of their mother. Their mother's name for the sake of this story is called Polly. Polly is also not their real name. Polly can be a little gruff, but I try not to mind 
mind as she's never really mean and Pat can be a little difficult at times. Anyways, a few days after Pat's last office visit, Polly called in. She asked to speak with Dr. Sam without Pat coming in. Now, dear naive little me thought I understood the situation. It wouldn't be the first time a family member of one of our patients had some concerns they wanted to discuss with a doctor without the patient being present, which we can do, by the way, if there's a signed form on file. And I know how far away Polly and Pat live, so I asked Polly if she wanted a phone visit, and she said she would rather come in and see Dr. Sam face-to-face. 50 miles is a long one-way drive just to talk to a doctor. But hey, that wasn't my business. I looked on Dr. Sam's schedule, and lo and behold, we had a cancellation the next day. Polly said she would take the appointment, so I scheduled the appointment and explained to Dr. Sam that Polly was coming in to talk about Pat without Pat being there in person. And Dr. Sam was completely fine with that. So in comes Polly at the scheduled appointment time. The rooming nurse escorted her to the room and Dr. Sam went into the room. Dr. Sam stayed in the room for the scheduled half hour time and then Dr. Sam returned from the room. I was waiting for him in his office so I saw his face when he entered and let me tell you, it takes a lot to throw the doctor off his balance. He is so easygoing and like I said, he has a wicked sense of humor but the expression on Dr. Sam's face as he walked into his office was that of a man who had been mentally slapped in the face by something so unexpected that he was still trying to process it. He was also holding a piece of paper that he had not gone into the room with. I asked him what was going on. Dr. Sam then just looked at me and said, hey, did you know that this certain political candidate was the second coming of Christ and not voting this specific candidate into office would doom all of us down to heck? I said to him, well, I don't think I know that. And just how did you learn that? He said to me, Polly told me. It's all she wanted to talk about. And then she gave me this. He then hands me a piece of paper, which was completely full of what appeared to be a full-page single-spaced essay littered with words and capital letters. And there was some kind of schedule with dates and times with a popular political host's name written all over it. I wish I still had the paper. It was truly glorious in its awfulness. But the summary is that one specific political party was going to save America from the literal fires of the underworld. And anyone who didn't believe that was an actual demon. They also said again that this specific candidate for president is the literal second coming of Christ sent by God himself and that Dr. Sam should definitely watch and listen to this political host whenever he had the chance because he's a really smart man and then she showed him his podcast schedule. This lady also wanted Dr. Sam to help him out and make photocopies of this letter and pass them out to the doctors and nurses in the clinic. At first I was embarrassed and then I just straight up got angry that I had given Polly one of the rarest appointment times that we could possibly give. We could have given it to an actual patient, but instead, we wasted it on her as she tried to spread her political religious propaganda. But after five minutes, we couldn't do anything but laugh and disbelieve. It was just so completely ridiculous and over the top. Dr. Sam did end up sharing the letter, or at least the story of the letter, with some of the people in the clinic, but not in the way that Polly meant him to. By the end of the day, the letter had been carefully filed away in the garbage can. As for me, I made sure to put a note into Pat file that if Polly ever called wanting to just talk to Dr. Sam alone, then the call was to be sent to me and only me right away. It's lucky I did that because the next month, guess who called? It was Polly. And guess what she wanted to do? She wanted another appointment to talk to Dr. Sam by herself. This time, I tried to get more specific. I said to her, would this be to discuss Pat or Pat's care with Dr. Sam? She then said, oh no, Pat's fine. I then asked her, would this be to discuss what you discussed last time with Dr. Sam? She then 
responded with a resounding yes. Now, I tried to be as polite as possible when I told her that unfortunately, we would not be able to accommodate her request, but Polly would not deter. She said to me, when I called last time, they gave me an appointment with Dr. Sam. Why can't I have one this month? Gritting my teeth, I kept my cool and I just said, last month we had a cancellation and I thought you wanted to discuss Pat's health. Unfortunately, Dr. Sam's schedule is very full and we need to keep appointments available for patients who need to see him for medical care. When Polly heard me say this, she sounded so disappointed that I almost felt bad, but not bad enough where I gave in to her weird demands because I got over it pretty quickly and marveled at the sheer guts this woman had who felt so entitled to Dr. Sam's time that she expected to be given not only one, but two of his appointment slots in which she might spread her political religious beliefs. Now, she hasn't tried again since 2022, but the elections are coming up in just over a year, so it's honestly only a matter of time before Polly strikes again. Wow, that Polly lady is absolutely ridiculous. I can't imagine working at a doctor's office that is already busy enough and is already so far away from the normal spot this doctor travels to. And then you finally have an appointment and you give it to someone you thought you could trust. You thought this lady was going to talk about Pat's health and that something like that was going to be discussed in this visit. But no, that's not what happens at all. Instead, this lady's trying to share her skewed religious and political beliefs as if it's some kind of fact of what's going to happen in the future. So good for the original poster for standing their ground and denying this lady an appointment. Those appointments are already hard enough to come by and the last thing you need is to give it away to someone who's just going to waste it. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.